Welcome to Hired. I'm John Walker. Few professional milestones are as significant as launching your debut marketing plan. On that day, your strategy turns into action and eventually into cold, hard metrics with which your performance will be measured. Of course, you're not the first CMO at a SaaS company to launch a marketing campaign. Many have walked in your shoes. So continuing our mini-series, today we discuss executing your plan. You're listening to Hired, a B2B marketing brief mini-series that explores what it's like to be a new CMO at a SaaS company. Each episode tackles a subject inspired by the unique challenges and goals of B2B marketing teams. I'm your co-host, Samantha Spoto. Good morning, John Walker. Samantha, how are you? I am doing great. How are you? I'm well. It's good to be with you again. I am so excited to be here for episode number three of Hired. I cannot believe we're on episode three of four already. This is really exciting. I know. We're most of the way through our first season. And it's been great so far, don't you think? We have had superb guests. Yeah, I feel like I'm learning so much about being a newly hired CMO I'm learning so much about marketing, and I know today it's no different. We have such a great guest, and we're talking about something that's really important after you've built your strategy. Can you tell me a little bit about what it looks like when you're finally ready to execute your marketing plan after all those months of strategizing um, with your team as a newly hired CMO? Yeah, well, when you're ready to execute, that's when things get exciting. That's that's the rubber hitting the road. And I used to work with a guy who produced TV commercials, and he used to say, all that matters is what appears on screen. The rest is meetings and paperwork. And to some degree, that's what's happening when you're executing your marketing plan. Your strategy is meetings and paperwork, but when you're executing your plan, that's when you start to actually push your message into the marketplace. You're connecting with prospective customers. You get to see if your ads work. You get to see if your messages work. Basically, you get to see if all the work that your team has put together is actually going to start to move the needle. Can that be nerve-wracking at points? <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, you know, you've, you've been uh, telling the organization how successful this is going to be and how great it's going to be. And, uh, you know, you, you, <laughs> your fingers are crossed and you're hoping that it's going to be as good as you've planned for. And how do you know? How can you really tell if it's working, if it's, if it's working the way that you anticipated? Yeah, well, in our world of, of digital marketing these days and uh, marketing automation, there's, there's a lot of analytics built in. So pretty much uh, everything that you're doing is being measured in some way. And ultimately, what you're measuring is the marketing funnel. Are you reaching a lot of prospects? Are you pulling them into the funnel? Are you cultivating them? And, and are they converting? Are you creating new customers? All of that's uh, being measured as the plan is uh, rolled out. 
Great. And I know that we get more into that today with our guests, so I don't want to give any more away. But can you just tell us who we're going to be talking with today? All right. Well, today we're speaking with Joe Motter. Joe's the vice president of marketing at Brazen. And Brazen helps companies host virtual job fairs and online hiring events. All right. That sounds great. Let's get into it. And here is John speaking with Joe Motter. All right. Welcome to B2B Marketing Brief. I'm your host, John Walker, and I'm very pleased to be introducing Joe Motter. Joe is Vice President of Marketing at Brazen. Welcome, Joe. John, thanks so much for having me. Excited to talk today. Yeah, it's great to have you. We're pleased to have yet another skilled professional marketer who's here to teach us a few things today. So let's get right into it. Joe, tell us a little bit about your background as a marketer. Yeah, happy to. I'll give you just two minutes worth of my background. I actually started my career on the agency side, uh, which gave me, I think, a really wide breadth of experience helping clients with digital marketing and how that can really move the needle for their business. And I actually started in the agency world uh, very early on in the digital marketing days. I'm probably dating myself a little bit by saying that, but you know, we had a small team that was figuring out things like social media and content marketing and website conversion rate optimization. And we were able to show a ton of success for our clients and uh, really built something special in the Midwest. I was part of a team that grew from three to to over 20 people when I left. But uh, kind of fast forward to my current role, I left the agency world and joined this company out here on the West Coast, or excuse me, East Coast, uh, after following my wife, who moved out to to D.C. a few years ago. And um, what was really cool about the company that I joined is that they're a technology company, B2B SaaS. And yet, at the same time, a lot of what they preached and practiced with their technology was some of the same things I was doing in marketing. And marketing is all about winning the hearts and minds of the potential buyers, right? It's it's about that that brand and that engagement. Well, the company that I joined, Brazen, kind of was doing the same thing for their clients, and you know, helping the employers and the talent acquisition teams that uh, the technology supports helping them to engage and connect with candidates. And we all know that right now in the current world that finding talent is one of the most difficult things for companies to do. And so with that being said, you know, Brazen has done a fantastic job of helping our clients find talent. And uh, I've been heading up the marketing here at Brazen uh, for the last four or five years. And as you can imagine, the last couple of years when the pandemic hit, so Brazen offers a virtual platform. And when the pandemic hit, we were one of the silver linings of the pandemic. Our business skyrocketed. My team's gone from one to almost 10 people just overnight. Uh, and so it's been an exciting ride and uh, really uh, excited to talk more about what I've learned over the last four, five, 10 years of my career as it relates to planning and, and executing on that plan. In prior episodes, we've talked about identifying resources and gaps, and we've talked about strategy and development of the marketing plan. But today, Joe, we'd like to talk with you about really the nuts and bolts of executing. You've got the plan, you're ready to start putting boots on the ground and communicating with the target audiences and making marketing happen. If I could ask you to go back in time when you were launching, say, one of your first marketing programs for Brazen, Talk to us a little bit about the goals, the content, and how it all came together. 
Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I think the, the the key is is like you have all this information in that plan. So if you've done your plan correctly, right? Like you're you're ultimately going to follow the guidance uh, of that plan. But hopefully, what, what's in that plan is what you mentioned. And I think the first thing is a goal or a target for whatever campaign you are about to go out and execute on. And hopefully, additionally, that goal that you've set for that campaign is part of a mix of other campaign objectives and goals that tie up to the overall marketing goals. And hopefully those overall marketing goals are tied to the overall business goals, right? And I'm sure you've talked about that in some past episodes. But bringing it back to the campaign, starting with that goal. And let's say I'm going to think back to when the pandemic started, one of the channels in which we really started to explore was LinkedIn. Uh, specifically paid advertising. Our audience, and I briefly mentioned that we sell into recruiters, I'll say like a VP or director of talent acquisition or recruiting, we sell into that audience. We know that they spend their time on LinkedIn. Their daily regiment is being on LinkedIn, whether it's to consume content or if it's to build relationships with potential candidates, right? So that was that was number two, right? We have our goal. We're we're going to set a goal for the for for this campaign. Let's say a hundred pricing demo requests. That's something that's really important to to Brazen, and that's important to the buyer's journey. Someone that's interested in Brazen does want to learn more about our our product. They want to see a demo, and they want to get pricing, right? So we set that goal. Next, we identify that our audience is on that channel based on what we know about their behaviors and the research that we've done and just our, our expertise in, in the space. And then I think number three, it's understanding and looking back at some of your historical metrics to understand, okay, I have got a goal of 100 demo requests that I'm trying to get out of this campaign. But what does that mean as far as how many people need to see whatever paid creative ads I'm going to put onto that channel, right? And so Brazen has done campaigns on other social media channels in the past. We've done campaigns through AdWords. And so we looked at, I remember this, we looked at some of that historical data and we said, typically when we get our ads out there in front of a thousand people, we're able to convert about a 10% of the people that see our ads into people raising their hands saying, yep, I want to learn more about Brazen. So now we've got some of that historical data. Now we can lay that over this channel, right? And not every channel is going to be the same as others, but it gives us a starting point. And so now we'll use that 10% number. Now we need to look at building out an audience and investing dollars into getting in front of a thousand eyeballs, right? Because we know from that historical data that that's what's going to potentially lead to a hundred pricing demo requests. So as you were beginning to execute this, I imagine that you or your team members were actually wiring up the metrics to make sure that you're able to measure each step of the campaign and overall get the right data. And so you can start to measure what's happening. Talk to me about any challenges that you had. Maybe is the measurement not working at first? Are some of the integrations a problem? How do you make sure you have the right measurements in place and that everything's working right from the start? Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of alluded to a couple of the, the issues that we've had and continue to have in, in many ways, but that we're always trying to to overcome. One of them is the marketing is is it doesn't live in a, in a silo. Uh, we don't live on an island by ourselves. We we're, we're actually really really close with our our sales team, and obviously, if we get someone on LinkedIn that says that they're interested 
and seeing a demo of Brazen, the next step is we need to actually convert that that person that, let's say, filled out that form on LinkedIn. We need to convert them into an actual scheduled meeting with someone on our team, a salesperson on our team, uh, in our case, and that's you know in, in our funnel. And so one of the challenges then is how do we quickly get that data into the hands of what we call a business development rep, a BDR, who's job and responsibility is to reach out to that person that marketing captured on LinkedIn that said that he or she was interested in in learning more. We've had issues in the past with like, how do we get that data from LinkedIn into HubSpot, HubSpot into Salesforce, and that data then round-robined to the appropriate business development rep who either owns that account or has that territory or doesn't have, so, you know, depending on maybe the company size, right? We've got all of these rules and conditions built in, but we didn't get to that overnight. And so like there, there always has been challenges with speed to lead, getting that lead into the hands of the sales rep. So the sales rep can be speed to connecting with that person because we know through experience and data, the faster that you can do that, you increase your odds of getting them connected for that meeting. So that's a big one for us, the integrations with some of the other technologies. I'm glad you brought that up because I know that the flow of sales prospects from qualified lead to salesperson follow-up is challenging technically, but might it also be challenging from a management standpoint? Because I'm imagining that the marketing team reported to you, and you had a certain amount of oversight there, but the sales team probably didn't. So was there any disconnect there? Yeah, another great question um, and something that we've really invested heavily in trying to overcome, which is the communication of all of the campaigns that we're running to that sales team, right? So in order for that business development rep to successfully achieve what they're trying to achieve, which is to schedule that meeting, that, that sales call, they not only need to know that they need to follow up, with that lead, with that person that raised their hand requesting a demo or pricing, but they need some context. They need to understand what channel did this person come in from? What campaign did they come in from? What was some of the other firmographic or demographic information about them? Because that's going to help me in my messaging to be more personalized and more compelling and to allow them to increase their odds and chances of, of turning that person into, into that sales call. And so one of the early on issues is we weren't, as a marketing team, passing that information to the sales team. We were just saying, here's an email. Like the marketing got this, we, we call the marketing qualified leads, right? An MQL marketing is passing you an MQL. Now go convert them. Well, the sales team was just kind of running the same playbook over and over again. Without that context, they're not able to appropriately message to that prospect. So what we've done is we actually now have a, a new role that actually just started a couple months ago. And it's what we call a marketing and sales strategy role. That's really the bridge between marketing and sales. So this person, her name's Dylan, on the marketing team, she is like a counterpart to one of our sales leaders. And they are in constant communication around what is it that marketing is doing? What campaigns are they running? And how do we ensure that we have the right marketing message really in these sales messages? And so now we have an actual marketer that is creating that message for the sales team, enabling that sales team to be more effective at what they're doing. Wow, that's the first I've heard of that bridge role, but it sounds like a great solution. 
Yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, this person, Dylan, does constantly get that voice of the customer through the sales team, like what's working, what's not. And she does, uh, you know, she she is our bridge. And she we talk a lot about how her, her role is kind of like this. It, it's this cycle. Like she's, she's helping communicate marketing down to sales, but she's also taking what sales is learning and communicating it back up to marketing. So marketing can adapt and evolve to be more, more effective. I would say probably what what what's the most impactful and the way in which we get the most voice of the customer is we have a technology that all of our sales team uses which records their conversations, their sales calls that are all done via, you know, Zoom. It's recording every conversation, it's transcribing every conversation and my marketing team is really, really good at spending time each week, each month, listening to those calls. So they hear directly. It's not just the, what the, the sales reps are reporting back to Dylan who, and then Dylan reporting back to us, which does happen and it's very, very beneficial. But we hear firsthand what those conversations are like. In fact, we have our demand gen person that just totally revamped our landing pages. And I don't have any results just yet, but she listened to like a dozen of these calls. I mean, it was amazing. You can And you can speed them up. You can listen at 2x. So it can go by pretty quickly. Everyone sounds like chipmunks, but you get like the gist of it. And she's like taking the exact quotes from those calls and inserting and injecting them into landing page copy. So you had said that your Brazen team had grown from one to 10. Can you speak to the types of roles that you added? What are some of the first ones that you added? And what are some of the roles that you added over time? And can you talk about the difference between hiring a generalist and hiring a specialist? Yeah, I've hired lots of specialists, yet I am trying to grow and develop the team to be more generalists. And I think that that's important because it, is obviously when you get into some of these demand gen, there is like a, a specialist mentality and, and you, you need the skills and you need to understand how does AdWords work and how do I make it work better and how does you know Facebook work and you know, how does LinkedIn work? That's the specialist part. But the generalist, like everyone on, on my team, I want them to understand how they impact all parts of the funnel and all parts of you know the marketing team, the sales team, the accounts team, you know, once we bring in a client, like marketing has an impact in all those different stages. And so I think you've probably heard like the, the T employee, right? You've got like your T shape. So like the vertical line is your specialty and the horizontal line is like understanding a little bit about each area, let's say within marketing or within our go-to market team or across the entire organization. I think that's really important in order to establish those relationships and make sure that we as a business are winning, not just marketing's winning or sales winning. So that's kind of like my philosophy. But yeah, going back to your original question, like who do we bring on first? Like immediately, like we started to see, you know, when the pandemic hit, we started to see a lot of traction through our Google ads. Uh, We saw a lot of traction through organic. So my first two hires were demand gen, someone that understands like we're going to 
increase our, our spend on, on Google, uh, let's say 100x, <laughs> we need someone that knows how to make the best use of that money. So as a demand gen, uh, we got a, a head of demand gen, Mimi, and then content, organic. Uh, Tiffany leads kind of our, our content machine from an organic perspective, but also a brand building perspective. And that role has really grown over time. So those were the first two. We've hired additional content people. We've hired since then lead nurturing, right? Like, so we've got a team that's like bringing the leads in, but not everybody's coming to us and saying, hey, I want a demo, right? So what do we do with all of those other leads that are engaging with Brazen through some of the other content that, that we put out there, webinars, eBooks, guides, how do we nurture them so that they understand the value that Brazen brings to get them interested enough to raise their hand to want to talk to a salesperson? And now, more recently, one of our biggest investments, and this is what I'm really, really excited about. I'm excited about it all, if you can't tell. <laughs> I can hear that. Definitely. But uh, community, I believe, is is the future of buying, right? So you think about the, the, the buyer these days, they have access to a lot of information, right? Every marketer, every company has put out enormous amounts of content, right? And that, that information is out there. But I think the thing that's missing for a buyer is that trusted peer in the space that can tell and give the feedback about different technologies, different products, whatever it may be. And that is the thing that us as buyers trust the most. And I think that we can all you know, just think about this personally. And it's, you know, who, who are you going to trust more? Are you going to trust the website that you've gone to uh, that talks about the product that you're interested in? Do you trust the reviews on some of the review sites of people, strangers that are talking about that product? And again, there's a little, there is a little bit of trust in, in both of those things. Or, you know, I think probably the question is, who do you trust the most? Or do you trust, you know, someone you work with a family member, someone else that's in your role at another company, right? That you can talk to directly. And that's what community is to me. It's putting people with similar challenges, similar pain points, and putting them together to talk about how they've overcome those challenges, how they've solved for it. And as a company that has a solution, I see the future in being able to build our own community, bringing our customers and prospects together to have conversations, not just about Brazen, but like, what is a common friction point in the recruiting process, right? And I, I want to bring those people together. It builds trust with Brazen because it's Brazen's community. But then it also gives us an opportunity or gives our current customers an opportunity, those brand ambassadors, to talk about how Brazen has helped them solve those pain points and those challenges. So this demand gen that you're talking about for Brazen is mission critical, I'm imagining. It's what's going to drive the company's growth and profitability. So what type of expectations were you hearing from people above you and people beside you in the company? As it relates to demand gen? Right. Yeah. I mean, we have very aggressive company-wide targets for revenue from our new business side of the business in 2022. And those targets are are very... Uh, widely communicated across the leadership team within Brazen. And the forecast then also includes those different funnel metrics, right? And again, kind of talking about like it's like the campaign stuff that I talked about at the beginning today is almost a microcosm of how our entire organization thinks. And so we have these 
revenue targets. We have these pipeline metrics and targets saying that we need, you know, $100 in pipeline for every $20 in revenue that we forecast that we're going to generate. And then on top of that, marketing needs to hit a overall marketing qualified lead number because we also know that a certain percent of those marketing qualified leads are going to convert into into pipeline into those meetings that we were talking about earlier. And so there's a lot of visibility and every conversation that I'm having with leadership is all around how am I pacing towards those those targets, the MQL and the SQL numbers, that pipeline number and if I'm not pacing towards them, what am I going to do? What am I going to change? What are the different programs, strategies, whatever it may be, that I'm going to get us back on track? Got it. Okay, makes sense. So you're closely aligning marketing activities with business goals? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's the only thing that matters at the end of the day. So you talked about historical data that you used to base some of this planning on. Do you see any changes to these benchmarks during covid or after COVID in terms of historical data or trends that you used to rely on and maybe you can't rely on anymore? Or, or is that not the case? Yeah, I mean, I, I think what's happened is for us specifically, it was really, at the end of the day, a universal experiment with, with virtual everything. And I think in recruiting specifically, what we found and what our clients found is that Virtual hiring events are here to stay. Our biggest challenge prior to the pandemic was convincing people, not that they had a, a challenge hiring talent, because every employers prior to the pandemic also had a had a challenge uh, finding and, and hiring talent. But we had a challenge with trying to break through the noise and convince people that virtual hiring events were a solution to that problem. Everyone was forced to, to adopt a technology like Brazen's during the pandemic. That category is is now established and it is much bigger than it than it was ever before. I think though, when you asked about historical data, I think that as we look at growth opportunities outside of what has become this established category, I think some of the there's uncertainties in the historical data as we go into new areas. You know, as we take our message, we take our product and we say, hey, we can go solve these other problems uh, in other markets. And that's where it gets less like apples to apples. And so you do need to build in some flexibility into that forecast, knowing that those historical numbers might not be the most accurate, right? So you're a relatively senior marketer and have what sounds like a great deal of experience at Brazen. Talk to me about advice that you would give to a more junior marketer. Let's say someone who maybe is entering into a role like yours for the first time. What would your advice to them be? I think that it is so important for a marketer, for a salesperson, for an accounts manager, they need to understand what the customer is thinking. And so whatever you can do to get yourself in front of customers, in front of your audience, it is going to pay dividends for your ability to to sell and to market in this case, if we're talking about marketers. So voice of the customer is is important. And then I think it's also, you know, having that mentality that you are doing not just marketing things, but you're you're programming 
so that you're trying to achieve some sort of goal that is tied to the business outcomes of the organization for which you work for, I think is important as well. I think we can too often get lost into that next great and awesome marketing idea, you know, the next podcast or the next video blog or the next, you know, whatever channel it is. And all of those things are great as long as they're tied to business outcomes or the the overall business co- outcomes of, of of the organization. So it's 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 a it's a mind shift, it's a philosophy. I think that that can pay dividends for younger marketers as well. That sounds like wise counsel. You mentioned podcasts and before I let you go, I want to hear a little bit more about your podcast, Talent on the Rise. Tell us the premise of it and where people can go to listen in. Yeah, sure. Real quick, uh, not if there's marketers listening, certainly welcome you to come check out what we're talking about in the talent acquisition space. I think there's a lot that each of us can can learn from each other, marketers and, and talent acquisition professionals. But yeah, Talent on the Rise is a podcast that we launched a couple of years ago with really the intent of that there's so many amazing voices out there in the talent acquisition space, leaders that aren't a part of your your traditional, you know, conference circuits or, you know, on all of the most popular webinars, but are doing some really, really amazing things, leading teams, you know, building teams, figuring out new technologies to help them become a better hiring organization. And so what we do is we interview just like this, uh, some of those talent acquisition leaders, talk to them about uh, their challenges and, and all the amazing stuff that they're doing to, to overcome those challenges. And uh, we also you know, realize that in talent acquisition, there is a lot of you know, really ambitious young recruiters that are looking to learn from, from some of the pros. And you can find us on Spotify iTunes and anywhere you listen to uh, to podcasts, really. Definitely. That's talent on the rise. Sounds like it's worth checking out. Well, Joe, we appreciate you being on our podcast. It's been great talking with you. John, it's been absolutely fantastic. Some great questions, great conversation. B2B Marketing Brief is produced by Beacon Digital Marketing. John Walker is your host, and I'm your co-host, Samantha Spoto. We'll see you next time.